Going on. Beatles. Strawberry Fields. Let me take you down. So what's going on? How you been? Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Music provided by the Bettles. Don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah, things are good, man. This is where we talk PDR, we talk marketing, we talk tools, we talk students training, light restorations, occasionally college baseball, and just life. Life! Life! We got three students. I believe we're going to have three. You never know until they show up. So this podcast is recorded before the actual day it uh, it will air. So I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know if they're going to show or not. I'm pretty sure one's going to show. I got a Ukrainian. He's going to be interesting. He already is interesting. He left the Ukraine in April because of the war. They live 20 miles from the Russian border. His 95-year-old grandma couldn't leave. What the hell? Oh, my God. I got a... Hold on, guys. We got a roadrunner walking up to the door right now. Let's see if I can get a photo. Wow. Yep. Don't come in. You can't come in the office. Yeah, go. Anyway, I was. You ever seen a Roadrunner? It's like a massive. It's almost the size like a not like a turkey, but it's big, long tail. They got this like uh, punk rock haircut, and uh, yeah, he almost walked right into the office, which is pretty crazy because they're usually really skittish. But uh, anyway, sorry for the Roadrunner. Uh, Wiley Coyote uh, delay there, sidebar. But yeah, um, we talk all kinds of things in this podcast, including Roadrunners and Aviary. But uh, let's see, weekend. Weekend was good. We had a, uh, a comeback on a car we painted a month ago. The guy said he thought the paint was slightly off. It's kind of weird to drive around a car for a month. And then all of a sudden say, you know what? I can't argue though. I think it was off. It was about a half shade off. The problem was the guy rushed us. Hey, take all your time. Take all your time. Shows up before we've even started painting it. Hey, listen, I need the car real fast, soon. And he's basically breathing down our necks to, to get it done. So it's like, all right, wait a minute. You want quality or you want us to rush? And then we rushed and then look what happened. We, we didn't have time to do spray outs. Those are like test swatches for colors. So anyway... So yeah, that car came back. We fixed that. We got a taco here with some major work. Worked on that. What else did we do? I feel like we had something else. Had this crazy guy that we did some touch up on. I mean, he's nice, but I I, I need to say no to, just like my wife needs to say no to, to kitty haircuts, I need to say no to touch up. Just, I mean, we're so busy right now. It doesn't, financially, it doesn't make sense. Why do a job that's 60 to 100 bucks when you could be filling your day with 500 to a grand? right? I, it makes no sense, right? I, I'm just estupido. So I just got to start pushing these jobs. Say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll paint your roof. It's a thousand bucks. You know, I'm not going to do touch up. You might be able to find somebody to do it because it just ended up being just, I don't know. And it's, we're going to work him back into the, into what would you do or what would Jesus do with, uh, with regards to 
I don't know, just things that happen in business, man. Just happen in business. I want to see what you would do. So, anywho, hopefully I didn't just lose. That would be bad. Okay, here it is, I think. Hmm, don't know. I made some notes, but I don't see them all of a sudden. Hmm, nope, nope, and nope. Wow, that's kind of weird. Kind of weird, dudes. I don't know. Hopefully my notes aren't gone. Otherwise, I'm going to have to wing this, which I love to work off of notes. Huh. What do you do? Well, we're going to have to wing it. All right, anyway. So, yeah, weekend was good. Lots of jobs. Uh, we got students coming in, so we had to get the whole joint fixed up for that so you know you spend time i mean it's, it, we're a buy shop slash pdr shop slash training facility slash whatever you want it to be so it's it's a lot of it's a lot it's a lot to do um i don't know oh shoot the wife hey what's going on Okay, well, at least one inch and kind of thick. So one inch at least, but it could be bigger. Thick. Two and a half inch? Two and a half inch is kind of, that's too big. I think they moved everything because there is no rope even on here. Okay, what about a one inch? Yeah, send me, send me a photo. That way we don't waste time. Bye. Anyway. One inch and thick. What does that sound like? Let's not go there. Um, I wish I was that talented. Um, but anyway, so yeah, good weekend. Got stuff done. You know, got got the facility ready for the students, which hopefully we'll get these guys on. We were talking about uh, Ibrahim, not Ibrahim. Uh, Vadim was his name. It still is his name, by the way. Uh, he's the guy that lived near the border of Russia, the Ukrainian. So he's going to have some good stories. Hopefully he'll talk. He gets a little emotional about it, which you can't. Can't blame him. And then two gentlemen for, from Central California, uh, Nathaniel and his buddy. So, yeah, we'll hear about what's going on with them. But anyway, today we're going to talk about uh, what would you do? What would you, the PDR tech, do in these situations? I created uh, scenarios that are actually have happened to us. Um, those are my notes that somehow disappeared in the middle of this podcast. So I'm going to take a 10-second pause for station identification and um, then we're going to get back after this. So hold on one second. Honda. Um, let's see. What was the other one? Uh, cheap retail. Let's see. Let's see. This. Let's see that. That's two. Um, car three. We'll do, we'll do these three. Okay. So here we go. First one happened to us, this guy, this is probably 15 years ago. Uh, I had been doing dents for at least five years, maybe seven. Uh, and and this was an account that everybody knew me. I made sure of it. I worked my ass off. I never ran out of there. Service manager, all the salesmen, the porters, two different stores, Honda and Acura store, everybody knew me. So People, you know, it was so new that most people didn't even try to call in and take your account. But I just thought it was good business to proliferate, to, to permeate, to penetrate. 
speaking of one inch. So, yeah. Um, so fast forward, this is what happens. So Bruce Myers, the then service director of the Honda store, who I've done a lot of favors for, his own personal car, the wife's, Hey, Brian, you know, can you hook this up? You know, while you're doing those other cars in the lot? Sure, Bruce. And occasionally I get I get a, a service drive car from Bruce. Thank, thank you very little. All of a sudden, I get word that his buddy, uh, Dan the Dent Man or something, got trained by my nemesis down the street. Initials DK. Uh, and you can insert IC in the middle, but... Uh, that's not their, that's the name I like to call them, but that's not their official professional name. But anyway, so they train him all of a sudden, you know, one month later, he's a professional and my guy's trying to boot me up. My service manager. I'm like, wow, all the stuff I've done for you, but they're buddies and he's trying to, so I guarantee this is already pre-set up before the guy went, Hey, look, you know what? You go get trained. You, you got our work. You know that. And what sucks is the general manager, and all my guys, this guy, because service directors have a lot of power. So unless I went to the owners, I, I was going to lose it. And it was technically a two-store deal. It was an Acura and Honda store, but Acura doesn't give you a lot of work. And it also sucked because it technically was my very first store that I got. Um, first dealer. So it was kind of um, emotional. I was kind of bummed. Like, man, I've, I've had this store for seven, this, you know, dealership for seven or eight years at least five, and now I'm losing it. I didn't do anything wrong. It's just, you know, this prick's bringing in his buddy. Uh, they'll bring me back in, you know, you know, it's whatever. So what would you do? Would you, A, would you fight it? Would you go to the owners? Would you just create a stink? Or would you just let sleeping dogs lie? And that's a good question. I, I didn't know. I, you know, this has been the first time that I lost an account. So I'm just like, I didn't know. Yeah, that's, that works. Yeah. Hold on a second. Get four of those. Um, so yeah, so that was the dealio. So that's the first one. Would you fight or would you just accept? I don't know. In hindsight, I probably should have fought it. In other words, I should have gone to the owner and said, hey, you know, I've, I've had your ass for blah, blah, blah and made you this amount of money and you got this new guy coming in, you know, I don't know. But any regrets? No. I mean, we, we haven't looked back. Okay, so that's number one. That's scenario number one. What would you do? Number Scenario number two is we have a cheap retail guy and have had this guy. I'm going to say I've been at this location for nine years. He's probably been here for four, in a, right in our backyard. Matter of fact, he lives in the same city I do. I see his vehicle all over. He happens to be the brother of a, of a really good PDR tech who's got a very well-known retail shop. I'm not going to say his name I, to protect, protect the innocent. And that guy's good, and that guy charges premium money. But the brother just kind of doesn't have that same work ethic, doesn't need stuff perfect, doesn't need to make all the money. So he'll charge stuff that's cheap. He won't ever guarantee anything. And he's just like, hey, I'm just going to make it look better. And a lot of people are good with that. He serves a part of the market. So and when I, he's like 75 to 125. So, I mean, he serves a cheap part of the market. So I don't know. I was just... Hold on one second. Three. Wife sending me pictures of these uh, S hooks. Um, 
So the question is, do you, do you kind of go after this guy? Do you meet up with him and say, hey, should we, we should collab, we should you know, price fix or whatever, or do you just let it roll? Um, and, and I just let it roll. I just let it roll. Because at the end of the day, some people are going to care about guaranteed work. Some people are going to care... I mean, price sometimes price is a weird thing. We've talked about it so many times. Sometimes when you price cheap, people don't trust you. I get that in the training world. They're like, "Man, there's no way that you can train somebody for twenty five hundred bucks and be good." I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to use you. I'd rather go spend eight grand with somebody else. Okay, yeah, go right ahead. You know, and I get the mentality. You know, that's a really good diamond, and and it's half the price of the, these other diamonds. You know, what do you do? Yes. So yeah, so it's it's just it's just crazy. Uh, sorry guys, the wife when you send a wife to go buy stuff sometimes sometimes things happen. Sorry. All right. So there we go. So that's that's the the cheap guy. I decided not to confront him. And there's actually a couple of guys in town too. Just like if you work any big city, you're gonna have a couple of guys that are just they're cheapo depots. And I've always thought, man, we should have a meetup and talk about prices. But I don't think it would change because these guys just don't have the same work ethic. They generally can't do the same kind of quality work, especially on the larger damage. So at some point, you just gotta draw a line in the sand. Look, you be the shit guy. You over there, you be the medium guy. I'll be the premium guy, okay? And if you can get some better money for your shit, all the better. I would love to see it. Really, I really, I really would love to see it because that helps the whole market, doesn't it? Okay, last one, last scenario, because I don't know what you would have done in that situation. Hopefully something similar to what I did. I just basically just turned cheek and just moved on down the road. Has it hurt us? No, not at all. Do we, do we get all the jobs in town? No. Does that really matter? No. I think I told you guys about the numbers. Last, and I, right now, I'm down 14 or 15 percent uh, month to date MTD, uh, based upon our, our historical annual customers. But I'm still up at 25, 30 percent profit. So the way we're doing things to me is smarter. Work smarter, not harder. Let those guys work harder, and AKA dumber. All right, last thing. Had a customer come in earlier this week. I should have never done him. It's the guy with the touch up. And I thought, you know what? I'll even do you a solid. I'll put a piece of clear bra, like a dorage guard, at the top of his roof, right on his tundra, right where it meets the windshield. He gets these chips. I don't know why. I don't know where he's driving or if he's driving Mach 1, but lots of little chips. And it's factory paint, too. So I thought, you know what? Let's, let's dig out the rust, the surface rust. Let's touch up, and then let's um, put a piece of like dorage guard over it so you don't get any more chips. What, what a pain in the ass. Nice guy, but he's been back twice. We supposedly missed one. We didn't. I guarantee what happened was he probably had another chip come up because he's driving it every day. And it probably already had surface rust underneath there or rust underneath. I think that whole front of that roof is actually starting to rust. I think it's gotten because he washes the car so much. It's not because we're in California. We don't, it doesn't rain here. It's, it's, it's not allowed. It's illegal. So it's not illegal, but it just seems like it because it never happens. But I digress. So, and then I said, you know, yeah, let's do the clear bra. What would you charge me to do that? I go, 40 bucks. I'll run a nice strip across it. So I spend all the time. I use scissors. I don't cut it with a razor blade because I'm not going to mark up his paint. 
And lo and behold, he changes his mind. He says, you know, I, I don't like the clipper. I don't want to see that little line up there. Can you take it off? All right, so here we go. 80 bucks. Now I'm into this thing probably two hours plus. I don't know about you guys. I usually make a lot more than 80 bucks. So I get kind of frustrated. Yeah, no problem. Take it off. And the stuff's not coming off good. I got glue. I got to rub my... I'm taking it off my fingers. And he's watching me. He's watching me. That's that's the, the plot to the movie. You ready? Paying attention? Customer watching. Gets home. You know what? I don't know what happened to my car, but there's now a scratch. Interesting. I use my fingers. How, no tools. Alcohol and my fingers. Well, maybe it happened before. So what had happened was a little bit of alcohol probably what, uh, rolled down the window, the windshield, and landed in the cow. And then it got kind of white looking. You know, it take the alcohol will, will leach out the oils. And he's like, yeah, it, it looks like it's all scratched up. I'm like, no, that's just, it's dried up. We need to put some, some uh, you know, some petroleum-based, just leather, or not leather, vinyl rubber treatment, and you're going to be good. Okay, what about the scratch? That wasn't there before. Who looks inside their cowl? Gets up, because from a truck, you can't even see it when you're walking around. You have to get up in the air and look down. So that white stuff drew his eye to the area, and there's a little scratch in there. And I, I, I said, look. You saw me. He's like, well, I didn't see it the first time you put it on. I go, I, I put it on the same way I took it off with my hands. You know, there's not, there's, and, and I use a plastic squeegee. That None of this stuff's going to scratch your cow. I go, that was probably there. He's like, no, you should see the guys at the dealership. They know I'm really OCD, da, da, da. So he's kind of calling me out. So what would you do? And now Jeff also, my assistant, did the touch-up. He had an artist brush in his hand and paint. We didn't have tools. There's nothing that would have scratched his cowl. He did, didn't know there was a scratch there. Probably somebody changed a wiper blade or somebody had a tool where, you know, a, a car wash guy dropped a, a squeegee. I don't know. All I know is we didn't put the scratch in. But the question is, do you take care of it regardless or do you tell them to pound sand? Most of the time when I get a customer that's kind of negs, I just, I take care of it. I don't, my reputation's worth so much that if I have to eat a part or whatever, I, I just, I don't, don't worry about it. So that cow is probably 150 to 200 bucks, all for an $80 job that I've spent probably two hours on now, which the lesson is don't fucking take cheap, jo cheap jobs. Leave that for the, the cheap guys in town and just pass on that shit. Number one. Number two. Look over the car really good. I, 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 I walk cars all the time. I guarantee you I never look at the cowl. Never. And this guy's wrong. Unless Jeb was out there with a freaking, you know, a Ginsu knife or something, you know, cutting off a, a piece of raw meat while he was touching up the roof and the, the knife dropped down and scratched the guy's cowl. There's no fucking way. But like I said, I got to feel this guy out. If he's going to get a little testy, and he probably will, because A, he's law enforcement, and B, he works at one of the uh, jails. So you know what kind of guy I'm dealing with now? You got a full picture. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. So guess who's probably buying a couple hundred dollar cowl for a Tundra when we didn't even scratch it? And what is, what's the lesson? Don't take cheap people. That just I should have said, look, you know what? Yeah, we can fix that roof. I got to paint it. It's twelve or $1,400 on your car for a couple days. That's what I should have done. Did I? No. How long, have I, how long have I been in the business? 30 years. I'm still learning. Big baby Brian. Should know better. 
All right, so there you go. There's your scenarios. I don't know what you would do. I'm going to probably take care of it. You know, if he just says, ah, don't worry about it, maybe it was there, then I won't. But if he says, no, I'm sure it wasn't there, and he keeps pushing that, fuck me. I'm going to get him a new cow, which just absolutely sucks. Because guess what? And you can't really rehab. I mean, I guess you could. But, uh, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to rehab plastic. It just, you got a texture spray and all kinds of shit. I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe we will. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But then I got to take it off the truck and the wipers. And then who else knows, knows what's going to happen? Hey, that scuff mark was in there. Hey, that smudge mark. It's like, Jesus. Some people in their cars, I swear, they treat their siblings or their loved ones or, or you know, like, like ass. But their car is just like, it, it, we, we've lost sight of what's reality. I mean, I want people to value their car and I want them to care about the damage. But if you guys do retail, you know what kind of people you're dealing with. They're usually a little bit over the top. Which, hey, we got to take that. We should be happy they're over the top. Otherwise, they wouldn't care and they wouldn't spend the money. That dents 400 bucks? No problem. I'll pay it. Why? Because I'm crazy about my car. A lot of, a lot of PDR guys aren't as crazy about their cars as the customers we serve. Yeah, my hand's in the air. If a particular car in my, in my family, my wife's car, sure, I take dents at. It's a Tesla. My Nissan van, probably not. My NV200, small dents, no. Big dents, of course. So it's white too. I can get away with it. All right, that's it, kids. 21 minutes in. Hopefully, we'll get some good stories about these uh, new students that are coming around. I'm curious what you guys would have done. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you do. Would you eat the cow? Would you? Would you? Or would you tell the guy I'm 100% certain I didn't do it, and therefore, tough tacos? What would you do? Cheap retail guy. Would you slam him or would you just let him be? Dealership. They pulled the ripcord on you. Do you go to the owner and cry wolf or do you just slither off into the weeds and go find another dealer? There's the scenarios. I appreciate you, man. We'll catch you on Wednesday, right? Have a good one. Hopefully, we'll get the students on. And thanks for tuning in to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye.